0: hi guys all right so i'm gonna start off i'm gonna do something different than i've, I've been doing uh, my name is bernice thank you so much for tuning into devoted um so i'm gonna start off with bible verses that i've learned from proverbs um every day i look in the book of proverbs because you know proverbs is a very very beautiful book to have wisdom wisdom is the principal thing right and in order, I get and get understanding. If you don't, if you don't get wisdom, you cannot really get understanding. So, um, I want to basically share three verses that I learned or that stood out to me when I do this episode with you guys, these uh, podcast. So today is August twenty third. So I'm going to be looking in Proverbs twenty three. So these three Bible verses stood out to me. And they are. All right. So let's look at it. Uh, Proverbs 23. I would say 23, 1 to 3. um, And then 6 to 8. I know. Those two go together for me. Whenever the author of Proverbs, um, Solomon, when he talks consistently about the same thing in a verse, I pay attention to it. So it says here, Proverbs 23.1, When you sit to dine with the ruler, note well what is before you, um, and put a knife to your throat. If you are given to gluttony, do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. Six, do not eat the food of a begrudging host. Do not crave his delicacies, for he is the he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, for he says to you, um, "Eat, eat and drink." He says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the little you have eaten. And will have wasted your compliments so this is very key because um, it reminds me of it reminds me of Daniel you know in the book of Daniel when Daniel did not indulge himself with the delicacies of the king though he honored the king and he respected the king. Um, he did not it says in daniel 1 um, 8 it says but daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way Uh, let's look at daniel 1 5 the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table they were to be trained for three years and after that they were to enter the king's service Let's look back at Daniel 1, um, 9. It says, Now God caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord, the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other younger men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. 11. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over um I know daniel and everybody else uh michelle I and all of that please test your servant for 10 days give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eats the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see so he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. And so these things stuck out to me because, um, you know, Solomon is warning that just because you're invited to a table shouldn't cause you to think that that table is good for you to eat from you know daniel gave up his table at the king's table because some tables might look great in the physical but it's it's not something that the lord wants you to partake in that you will indeed vomit up the little that you've eaten and you will have wasted your compliments a lot of people want to be famous overnight and some people you know join ministries or join um Companies to be famous overnight, they might, you know, join an uh, an an agency, thinking, oh, but you don't know what they are after. But the Bible says that we are to test every spirit, right? So just because somebody's famous out there, you don't know if they sold they sold your soul to the devil, right? So you don't know the delicacies that you're eating. You don't know where it's coming from, you don't know the source of it. And so this is not just about food. You know some delicacies might be you know, drugs. Just because you're invited to smoke or drink alcohol or you know, do drugs with somebody. don't think that just because you are invited to do that, you should do it, because it doesn't take a long time to be addicted to, to drugs or to alcohol. The more you do it, the more you get ensnared. Okay, Even like um, sex and gluttony, you know, things of this world. Be careful because it's, it, the food is deceptive. Okay? Um, and I'm going to say this. Two things prophetically that God is showing me was, um, one I'm going to say is sororities and fraternities. Not every one of them that say that they worship God or they believe in the Lord and they go along with the principles of the Bible is actually true. Some of them twist it. Some of them take part of it and leave part of it out. I have seen it, witnessed it myself. There was a uh, someone who, who was part of a, <clears throat> a fraternity and he said that the fraternity believed in God, but the fraternity was doing drugs. Why do you believe in God and do drugs? That was a food that was deceptive. They were using God to cover up their lifestyle. They were behaving as children of God, but they were wolves in sheep's clothing, okay? Um, And then the other thing that God is showing me was, he showed me a dream where I saw a plate of food or a bowl of food and in the bowl of food, it was like it was a gumbo. And in there was a pea uh, one round cookie in the gumbo. And the gumbo did not consume the cookie, but the cookie was in it and it was not like soaking up the gumbo. And then I saw a hand came come into the food and remove the cookie, literally like push the cookie out of the gumbo. And what God is saying is that in this season we have to take our health seriously. Okay? You see that Daniel and his colleagues they ate vegetables and they were healthy. They were more, it as yet they were more healthier than those that ate from the, the king's table after just ten days. So God is saying in this season you have to take your health seriously. What are you putting inside of you? Are you eating more? Vegetables. Are you eating more fish? Less, you know, fatty, fat fats like fatty foods, uh, bacon and all of that. You've got to take your your health seriously in the season. Are you are you exercising? Okay, it's important to take your you know your your health seriously, and this is not just talking about you know health, but also your spiritual health as well. You know, certain things you have to cut out. What are you watching? Those. Kardashians and all of those reality shows that don't bring you no fruit of the Holy Spirit, you've got to cut those things out as well, all right? So um, those are the things that I'm sharing with you guys. You know, if you have friends that are gossipers that are not led by the Lord, it's time to cut them out. Stop wasting your time on the phone, okay? All right, so let's go into... Um, This episode today, I'm going to play a song and it's called Touch the Hymn of the Garment. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Devoted with Bernice today. Um, I want to go into prayer before we continue. The song that you were listening to is Touch the Hymn of His Garment uh, by William McDowell. So let's go into prayer. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for this day that you have created for us. Um, we thank you for your overflow of your mercy and your grace each and every day. We thank you for filling us, filling our cups with your with your water, God, your living water. We thank you for always being the one that provides. You are indeed Jehovah Jireh. You created the heavens and the earth. You spoke it and it was. And so, God, I pray at this moment that, Lord, anyone that needs um, a touch, needs your, your your, voice in their lives, in their ears, in their hearts, in their minds, it, even in their uh, vision and even in their sight, God, that they will continue to walk by faith and not by sight, that they will continue to listen to you, God, with your ears and with your heart. I ask the Lord as we come together to learn and to be ministered to, I pray for your covering over this time. I dismantle and eradicate every assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I pray that Lord every word that comes out of my mouth be sanctified, be purified, and be um increased by your presence. That you will indeed uh you watch your word, Father, and so I pray you watch these words, that it will bear fruit in the lives of those that need it in this moment. So I seal this time with the blood of Jesus. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. We dismantle it and we apply the blood of Jesus over this um, this episode. I thank you, God, and I lift up your name in this moment. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.
1: This place we saw
0: Before we start, uh, last, last week I talked about you know, the steps in finding freedom from perversion, from homosexuality. Uh, these are you know times where this spirit is celebrated more than ever. Um, you know when, when you watch TV, um, I myself don't watch TV, but when you do watch TV and watch the news and uh, watch comic shows and all of that, Uh, you're going to see a little bit of um, some splashes of the Spirit. Uh, It's not natural for a woman to dress like a man. It's not natural for a man to behave like a woman. God was intentional. He was not um, bipolar in creating a man a man and a woman a woman. Uh, We know that God is a god who is strategic and intentional like i said before if god wanted to create a woman to be able to marry a woman or be sexual with the woman and actually have kids or just be with the woman he would have created that in the beginning in the garden Uh, if he wanted to do the same with men he would have done the same thing and because he is a God who is Alpha and Omega. He knows the beginning and the end. And so he was wise enough to create in the garden what the garden needs. And the garden needed Adam and Eve, a man and a woman. And so uh, with this teaching, I want you to be clear that God loves everyone. God loves everyone. Every one of his children on earth, he loves all of them. You know, the Bible says that the rain falls on the just and on the and the unjust, right? Uh, and so God does bring the rain, you know? Sometimes the rain comes to destroy. Sometimes the rain comes to bless. Um, and so God loves everyone, but the thing is God hates sin. And that's the reason why Adam and Eve were separated from God in the garden to begin with. Um, but then there is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who came. Hallelujah, to come and die and sacrifice his life for you and me. And because of that, we are not bound to our sinful ways, but we have overcome sin through Jesus Christ. And so God loves every one of us because he sees his son in each and every one of us. Because his son, Jesus, lives in us. He, he, we are part of him. We are partakers of his suffering and of his glory, right? As it says in 1 Peter 4.13, and so just because god loves you and gives you grace doesn't mean that it's okay for you to live in sin and homosexuality is sin it's an abomination it's a detestable thing to god and he doesn't like it um the the same with you know stealing adultery lying they're all sin that god doesn't like and so god wants to see you free if you are battling with the spirit of homosexuality same-sex attraction God wants to see you free. He never want to see his children bound because if he did want to see us bound, he would never have sent Jesus. He would never have sent your pastor to minister to you. He would never have sent people in your life to help you move from bondage to freedom. Because the Bible does say, "Who the sun sets free is truly what free indeed." And so He wants you to be free indeed. Even in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "You know, um, you know, He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you." So God is consistently, always saying that He wants to make you better than how you are. And many of you probably find yourself in that way of same sex attraction, you know, uh, without your permission, uh, without you desiring that nobody desired to be in sin nobody desired to be bound to nothing but when the um, attraction to sin comes and, we, and you don't resist it or or you don't um flee from it it will overtake you okay and that's why the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy he comes with you know temptations as he did in the, in the garden you know and if you take the bait the bait of satan is not just one time he wants multiple times, and he wants, you know, consistent times, and he wants eter- eternal time with your life because he knows that you are created for, you know, such a time as this to do great things with your life, just as Esther was created, just as David was created. He knows that you have a David, you know, grace upon you to be able to dismantle certain giants, and so he comes with tricks and all of that. And I talked about that last week about why. The enemy wanted to see you bound to this demon, this spirit, this bondage. But now, you know, I'm stepping into uh, teaching you how to come out of it. Last week, I told you that it's important to have a vision for your freedom. And the vision is that to to know that God is jealous, is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He's jealous for you. You know, if you're a parent, you know how it is to be jealous for your kids. If you are um, a a child, you know how it is that your parents are jealous for you. You know, even if uh, you are somebody who has you know in the past dated opposite sex, you know how it is to be jealous when you know as a man another woman, um, you know. Let's say as a man, uh, another man wants you, a woman or if you are, you know, a woman, uh, another woman wants a man, you get jealous because you want that person to yourself. And God is jealous for each and every one of his kids because he wants us to himself, you know. He wants us to himself. He says, you know, uh, when we lift up his name, he will draw all men onto, onto him. And so, and and that's part of one of the apostolic calls is to go out there and make disciples of Christ for the glory of God, for the ongoing of the kingdom of God. And so he wants all of us to him. And honestly, that's the best place that you can be is under the shadow of the almighty. The best place you can be is under the shadow of the almighty. Um, Because when you're not under the shadow of the almighty, as we see in Job 1, you know, when the enemy came and told the Lord, you know, you place a hedge over, over, Job, over Job so he cannot really touch him. When you are under the shadow of the almond, you are hedged. You cannot be touched by the enemy. And so it's important to know that God is jealous for you, He wants you closer to Him. Um, and then the other thing is that what we talked about is that we have to have in our minds. The fact that we want to please God, that, you know, whatever it is in you that is causing you not to love God or to be able to um, live completely for him. Because, you know, everyone who've been in in the Christian walk know it's not easy. It's not. It's a lot of things that you have to endure. But the reward is better. You know, the Bible says that better is one day in the house of the Lord than a thousand days elsewhere, right? A thousand times elsewhere. And it's true because when you are not in the house of the Lord, when you're not in the will of God, when you're not in His plans, um, the enemy can take advantage of you because every, every one on earth, every single person on earth, God has a divine purpose for your life. And the enemy has a divine... Well, the enemy has a contradiction to your divine purpose. The enemy has a diabolical purpose for your life. That's why most people who are addicted to drugs, that's the enemy's assignment for their lives. They probably were supposed to be doctors or lawyers or engineers or pastors or prophetic you know, builders or whatever... That God wants them to do, but the enemy also has a an assignment for their lives, and the enemy's assignment for you is to be homosexual. That's the enemy's assignment. You know, uh, people out there confused and calling themselves he, she, they, them. That's not God's assignment. God created he and her, a man and a woman. He didn't say them. And them, you know, people who refer themselves as them—it reminds me of the the man with the legions of demons. He says, "What well, we are many, them." He called himself them because there are many. And so, when you, um, you know, go in a li- go in, um, in connection and in agreement with those pronouns, you are actually opening yourself to dem- demonic. Um, Alliances and demonic um, exposure okay um, and so if you have been calling yourself he she having those pronouns in your workplace you need to renounce it and denounce it renounce it and denounce it remove that from your your pronouns okay you are your name the name that your parents gave you you are it they call you. Who your name is, okay? Not by those pronouns. So today uh, we're gonna continue. I'm gonna talk about how to continue to walk in this um, in this freedom. But first, I wanna give you a um, a verse in the Bible that God was leading me to. It's from 1 Corinthians 7. Um, I'm trying to find where it is. Um, bear with me. I'm trying to find where it is. Um, Alright, let's go to 1 Corinthians 7. All right, First Corinthians uh, 7.20. It says, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it, for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is God, is Christ's slave. You were brought, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men, brethren. Let each one remain with God in this in that state in which he was called. So. It says, "Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Where you, where you called a slave while a slave, do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. All right. So this is talking about you know if you were called at that time, there were uh, circumcision on circumcision. Um." People who were uncircumcised were were then circumcised. It was, you know, a covenant um, ritual that they did to between God and them, okay? Um, and so, if you were called to be a child of God and you were a slave, okay, um, it says that do not be concerned about it. But if you were made free, rather use it. So... Everyone that is called like how some of them are uncircumcised, God chooses you know, you regardless of how you came into his kingdom if you came circumcised, if you came uncircumcised he wants you okay and so he says, if you came uncircumcised if you, if, if you came a slave, it's okay over time you will be made free and you will be able to use use your um, freedom. And he goes on and says, "Who, um, he who called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman." So, if you were called, you know, while you were a slave, while you were slave to sin, while you're slave to whatever, while you're slave to homosexuality, you are, you are God's, the Lord's freedman, meaning that, you know, um, he is able to set you free. You are. The moment you come to Christ, you become free. Okay, All things have passed away. You are a new man. You become free because you you have been captured. You have been rescued. You have been redeemed. Okay, and that's what dem- redemption is being is is buying back what has been taken away. Okay, like how slaves are are received their freedom, they are bought back right from their master. And so you have been the Lord's freed man. That he has, un, he has um, removed you from slavery and made you free, okay? Because so, you were bought with the prize, as it says in 23. Do not become slaves to men. So because, you know, you were bought with the prize, you don't want to go back into that place of slavery. No slave back in the day when they used to have slaves want you, be on, you know, be a slave again. They want to remain free, right? Um, you know, and of course, now even slavery is still there. The mentality of slavery is still there. But nobody is in shackles anymore. Nobody is in bondage anymore. Some people are in bondage in your mind. And that is where God wants to take this. I remember I had a dream. And in the dream, um, I was being ministered to by an apostle. The apostle and i were talking about this spirit actually the spirit of homosexuality and the apostle referenced about how the this spirit is a mental spirit it's a spirit that dwells in the minds of people and the apostle reference um renewing of your mind you know how the bible says that we are to renew our mind with the word of god that was The weapon that the apostle um, showed me concerning the spirit. You have to renew your mind when it comes to the spirit. That's why I gave you guys Bible verses to look at every day. You have to speak it out every day. Because when you do, that is you renewing your mind. It says in Romans twelve two, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is a time of transformation for you that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To be able to be transformed, you have to renew your mind. And renewing your mind is with the word of God. And how you get the word of God in you is you read it. Okay, because, and then you hear it, okay, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your your freedom is in the word of God. Your freedom from homosexuality is in the word of God. And that's why the enemy hates the word of God. That's why the enemy hates people referencing the word of God when it comes to the spirit. This spirit uh, has the name pride. You know, they call themselves pride. They have the pride flag because they're there to twist the word of God. Prideful spirit wants you, wants you to know that they know more than you do. Nobody on this earth knows more than anybody. Nobody in this earth knows more than God. Even with this whole teaching, I had to seek the Lord for it. Okay? So we are all growing in Christ. Nobody has arrived. And that's why people with this spirit cannot renounce this lifestyle. Because the moment you start to do it, you are renewing your mind. They, 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 they are confused. Some some days they are homosexual, some days, some days they are not, some days they are they are he, some days they are she, some days they are them, some days they are there. They are being tossed to and fro by the devil in their mind. But the moment you get hold of your mind and you make up your mind that you are a woman because you have a vagina, you have you know, ovaries, you have a uterus, you have feminine qualities and body parts, the enemy cannot convince you anymore because your mind has been transformed and that's why you have to use your weapons of the word of god and you take you destroy every argument and you take captive every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and you make it you make it subject to the obedience of jesus christ and that's from second corinthians 10:5 you have to be able to defeat the spirit, you have to have your weapons, your word ready. Many of you, when you go through this deliverance with God, with the Holy Spirit, you are in your garden. You are in the wilderness. Let me say, you are in the wilderness. When Jesus was faced with the devil's temptations, you are in the That battlefield where you are taking out sword after sword of the word of God against the enemy. This is the key to get out of this spirit. Is to use the word of God consistently. And that's why it's important. That's why I gave you those Bible verses to read every day. Okay? To read every day. And so I want you to to realize that. Those are the two visions and two goals that you have for yourself. You can add more goals as the Holy Spirit lead you or as you feel you know, led to. Um, I want you to remember that God can redeem you where you are. You are not too far gone. You are not too far broken. You're not too far... Some of you think you're dirty. You're not too far that... If God can cause Hosea, the prophet, to redeem Gomar, the prostitute, the harlot, he can redeem you. And what God was telling me is that he is like Hosea redeeming you guys, Gomar. He is like Hosea redeeming those that have stepped into perversion. You know, perversion is not just homosexuality. Perversion is also... um, Harlotry, uh, prostitution is all part of perversion, okay? um, Hosea, God instructed this prophet, okay? In the word of God, God, if you look in the book of Hosea, he instructed Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. And this was, you know, a demonstration. God is very demonstrative. He, He likes to demonstrate, you know, like with Ezekiel. Lay on one side lay on the other side. He's very, very, he loves to demonstrate, okay? That's why when he spoke, it was, it became. He loves to demonstrate. And that's how he also demonstrated his power in front of um, Elijah. When Elijah went and hid, you know, from Jezebel, God didn't just come to him, but he said, go and stand, you know, go and stand there. He went and stood there waiting for the Lord. God showed himself in many multiple different ways. And he wasn't in those ways, but he was in the still, small voice. He is a God who demonstrates, okay? And so God is saying to you all that you are like Gomer, and he's here to redeem you, you know, from prostitution. You are prostitution. You are prostituting yourself to other people who are just like you, Okay? When we look in the book of Hosea, it says that the nation was looking at Baal instead of God for help, instead of God for redemption, instead of God for what they needed, resources. And God was using Hosea as a symbol, okay, to show the people their heart, where their heart truly is, where their mind truly is. So God is showing you where your heart is and where your mind is. And I believe that many of you already know that, that your heart and your mind is in the will of the enemy. It's not in the will of God. And many of you, even though you are in your perversive lifestyle, you still um, are able to walk in your your grace, your prophetic anointing. Uh, I talked about that last week that, you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit is without repentance. So, if you want to know more about what that means, listen to the past, the last um, episode that I talked about. So, God is here to redeem you through Jesus Christ. Jesus redeems, just as Hosea redeemed Gomer. Jesus redeems us. I have been redeemed by God. I have gone through deliverance myself. You know, many times God has redeemed me, and He is here to redeem you as well. Jesus redeems through his blood. This is called redemption. He buys you back from the enemy through his blood. And because you are um, seated in heavenly places, you still have a place in the kingdom of God. But you have to decide to want to sit in heavenly places. You're not going to be forced to sit in heavenly places. You have to make up your mind to do that. Okay? So you have to let go of this spirit by letting the I Am tell you who you are, because this spirit, like I said, um, demons can transform your your thinking. Okay, they can transform your mind, and that's why the Word of God is then able to retransform your mind by renewing your mind with the Word of God. You transform your mind back to how it was, and just as Paul, you know, saw became Paul. You all too can move from your Saul to your Paul. There is a Paul in you. There was a Paul in Saul, but he had to encounter encounter Jesus Christ. And I believe that the Lord is saying many of you are encountering him now on this road of your Damascus. This is your road of Damascus. Paul was on his road to go and destroy more Christians, but he met Jesus. many of you probably on on your road to go and still walk in your perversive way. But somehow, somebody sent you this message or somehow you came across this. And this is your Damascus Road experience that you are going to hear the voice of God, you know, through his word, through his teaching. And you are going to go blind because you are about to see again. You're going to have fresh eyes to see truly who God called you to be because many of you have scales on your eyes because the enemy has blinded you from you. If you truly are able to see yourself in the mirror as how God sees you, you will not want to put on men's clothes as a, as a woman. You will not want to put on women's clothes as a man. You will be disgusted by that. But you're not disgusted by that because you have scales over your eyes. Okay? And so, through through learning the word of God, those skills are going to come off. Through hearing the voice of God, because guess what? The scales came off when God sent Ananias to go and pray to recover the eyes of Paul, okay, of Saul. God is going to send you Ananias to help recover your eyes. But in this moment, your eyes have been blinded by the enemy. That you can't even see a woman, as as a woman, you can't even see a man and be attracted to that man as something that's natural. And vice versa, as a as a um, uh, a man, you can't really see a woman and be attracted because your eyes have been blinded. Your eyes has been has been um, broken into. Your eyes have been distorted by the enemy. But when the an ananias comes, your eyes will be restored. And I believe that God is using this time to restore your eyes. In the beginning of this episode, of this you know, um, series, I talk about how it's important to make a covenant with your eyes because this spirit, there are different demons attached to this spirit. There are, there are demons that are in the minds of people who are, who are homosexual. There are demons that are in the eyes of people who are homosexual. There are demons that are in, in their uh, private area who are homosexual, okay? Because those specific different demons work together to keep one homosexual. And that's why men look, at men's, you know, men look at men in sexual ways. That's why women look at women in sexual ways. But when you make your covenant with your eyes, just as Job said, you realign your eyes to the eyes of the Lord. So this is where unlearning comes into place. You have to unlearn and heal. So, how you unlearn and heal is that you ask God, Where did this begin? Where did this begin? This began somewhere. I already talked about how this spirit come in, demons come in through different things, different experiences hurt, pain, rejection. They're coming through a lot, of unforgiveness. They're coming through a lot of things anger, backlash. They're coming through a lot. Murder. They're coming through a lot. Divorce. Okay? So you have to, I want you to, this is an interactive episode. Okay? I want you to ask the Lord, God, when, where did this come in? Some of you, it might be the words of your family that was said over you. You know, they called you a tomboy. And over time, they said, you are you manly. And it, it's important what, what people in authority in your life speak over you. For me personally, when I'm under authority and the person who's, who I'm under is consistently speaking ill things, I, I begin to realize this person is not the right person. Because, I mean, they're, you know, if they're correcting me, that's different. But if they are speaking you know, curses, that's, a, a leader shouldn't be speaking curses over your life. That's not a leader for you, right? Because that leader has turned into angry Saul, right? Um, and so, and it's just like your parents, your parents are leaders too in your life. And that's why it's important what you name your children. I don't know why parents, some people name their kids Delilah. Delilah is not a good name to name your child. Delilah is the name of a demon, Okay the name of a child is important what you speak over your child is as important as what you don't say so some of you you've heard your family members say things over you that has opened the door for this spirit maybe you didn't you were not you were not dating anybody you know in high school or college or middle school and they're like oh are you gay you know or are you this or are you that No, you should never say that to your family member. Because that opens a door for the enemy. That's what the enemy wants to do. He needs a door. Because if angels don't take over those words, demons will. Demons attach themselves to words that are released out of mouth. The Bible says that, you know, life and death is what in the power of the tongue and those that love it will what eat its fruit. The same Bible also talks about, you know, should, should, should blessings and curses come out of the same mouth. I'm paraphrasing. And so you have to decide that when you speak and you know that if it's not of God, do not speak it. So ask yourself, did this come from somebody speaking over my life? Or maybe you got your heart broken by somebody you loved. And that opened the door for the enemy. Unlearning requires you to purge homosexual things. Out of your life. I already talked about this many times. You have to get rid of those clothes that you are wearing that are the opposite sex. You have to get rid of items, pictures, whatever is homosexual. You gotta get rid of it. And I I I pray that God will bring you money to replace those things and replace it with things that are your sex, your divine sex. Okay. Um, you have to unfollow some social media accounts you have to cut off certain friends even family members it's okay it's okay gideon gideon had to leave his family members um ruth had to leave her family members abram had to leave his family members they were worshiping certain things okay so your freedom is important many of you your freedom is what is gonna help your family be free. So if you don't leave and cleave to God and gain freedom, you can't really go back and free your your family, right? Um, maybe it includes relocating or changing jobs as led by God. Like I told you guys uh, last week, somebody who worked in a place where everyone, everybody there was homosexual became homosexual. Because of, of the spirit that was operating in that industry. Seeking God. You have to be able to seek God more. Okay. So you have to unlearn. Unlearning is removing certain things from your life. Certain people, certain places. You got to do it. Because you cannot learn in the same classroom that you've already learned from. You have to graduate from that classroom and go into the right classroom so that you can unlearn the right things that you have to, you know, you can unlearn and then learn the right things. Nobody who learned false doctrines is able to continue to learn new right doctrines being in the same place that they learned the wrong doctrines. You have to leave and learn the right doctrines. Healing requires transparency before yourself, in front of yourself. You have to be transparent. You can never grow if you don't become transparent with yourself. And then you have to be transparent with God. And then you have to find one person that you trust, that you know, that they can keep your secret, that they can keep it forever. They will not go and blast it. Even when you become famous or even when you when you um, own all this property and all this money and all this fame and all of that, they would never open your mouth and 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 tell your your secrets. That you gotta tell somebody that you're struggling with this. Because the enemy loves secrets. He loves secrets. Okay? He loves secrets. And so you have to break it off. That you he will not have any more uh, dominion over you when you tell it to somebody. You don't tell it to everybody. You don't, you don't gotta blast it on social media. Just tell one close person that you you know can keep your secret. And you have to be able to acknowledge, acknowledge your issues, but you do not take on your issues. There's two different, there's, there's a difference between um, identifying with an issue And acknowledging that you have an issue, okay? You can acknowledge that you have an issue, but you don't have to take it on as an issue. And then asking God to take you through the healing journey. A lot of forgiveness and repentance will have to happen. you got to repent. Many people have have not seen true freedom because they have not repented. Sometimes the moment you repent, Literally, repenting can cause a spirit to leave you. Repenting can just cause a spirit to leave you. I remember even myself, you know, I was dealing with something. And I I just could not press into the atmosphere of the Lord on a deeper level. I was like, what's going on? It's like I couldn't shift into the atmosphere. I knew I was supposed to shift into this atmosphere. And I was not able to shift. And I'm like, what's going on? The Lord, the Lord is like, repent. I'm like, repent for what? And then he, kept, he began to show me. And I repented. And then when I repented, I was able to shift into the atm- atmosphere of the Lord in that deeper level. Because God doesn't like sin. Okay? He loves us, but he doesn't like sin. You can't really go to a deeper level in God, in the Holy of Holies, if you don't. How do I say this? If you're carrying sinful things, it's hard to get into his, his presence. Okay? It's like how, how he told um, Moses to take off his shoes because he's, he's, a, he's on a holy ground. You can't take some, some certain, certain um, characteristics and desires and positions and things into the presence of God you you have to take some things off okay Um, you will have to see your wrongs in the mirror you have to see your wrongs in the mirror you have to face yourself you have to face yourself in the mirror you have to really see yourself in the mirror and so I charge you to every day look at yourself in the mirror for at least fifteen minutes. Just sit in the mirror and just look at yourself and ask God, "God, show me me. Show me who you called me to be. Show me who you you created me to be." Some of you, I even see. Some of you will cry a lot, and some of you, God will give you words that you can pronounce over yourself. That you can, God will even tell you to say that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you know He's not made a mistake when He made you as a woman or as a man. And that's part of your healing process. That's a part of you being transformed by the renewing of your mind. God will reveal you to you when you do this. Okay, he will reveal you to you. I remember um, God showed me somebody. uh, And this woman, uh, she's homosexual. She's dressed like a, a man. And she was standing at the door of a place and she was welcoming people into the into the place. And this place was a church that she was welcoming people into. Now, everybody can serve in the church. But what I realized was that she was um, under temptation. She was being tempted a lot. Uh, she was at a place where... She could not resist temptations. That position of standing at the door and welcoming people was not the right position for her in that season that she was in because she was, you know, looking at women in seducing ways. She was basically feeding that spirit by standing at the door and welcoming people. And though she's supposed to serve in the church she's supposed to realize that that position is not the right position for her at that time because that could be an easy way for the enemy to keep tempting her and ensnaring her to desire the same sex but she was not you know um, I don't think she was uh, acknowledging that she was she she was not ready for that position, and so God will show you what position is right for you in this season and what is not. God will not lead you into temptation if you ask him. Jesus taught us to pray, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. That was her temptation. That was that that was like you know, taking somebody to a somebody who's like a, a um a alcoholic to work at a restaurant and putting them in the bar section to work there. That's not a right place for them to be. They should be in the kitchen cooking something else that is not alcoholic. Right? Maybe after they get over their alcoholism, then yeah, they can go into the bar and you know work there. But this is not the right season for them. So I want you to ask yourself and ask God where in your life are you being a bait for the enemy where in your life is it being easier for the enemy to send temptations to you because of certain places that you are or certain people that you are around because God will show you you when you allow him to show you this is where you will no- you will notice your triggers And decide to continue being either ensnared or break yourself out. You will revisit your previous um, positions. And you will ask the Lord if he wants you there or not. Okay? Also, I want you to revisit your previous heterosexual relationships. Some of you have dated the opposite sex before. It's time to revisit those memories. When you do that, you're going to cry, you're going to feel a lot of things. But it's important to revisit because you are re as you are reintroducing yourself to who God called you to be. What God called you to be attracted to. Okay. You will need to ask God to reintroduce to you your innate desire for the opposite sex. And it's okay to reminisce, you know, about past relationship with the opposite sex that you had. It's okay. It's part of your grieving. Some of you did not grieve. That's why that spirit came in. It's okay to look at those past pictures that you had with your ex-boyfriend if you're a woman or ex-girlfriend if you're a man that is dealing with homosexuality right now. It's okay to look back to those you know, memories that you had with the opposite sex. And when you do that, you are reintroducing your, yourself to that. And some of you are saying, I don't want to reintroduce myself to what hurt me. Exactly. You need to go there and heal. So that you can be the woman for your future husband or you can be the man for your future wife. Um, like I said, you have to ask the Lord to help you with your innate desire for the opposite sex. Um... And you have to start dressing like the sex God gave you. You have probably, you know, you, in, this, in this stage of this episode, you have removed homosexual items from your closet. And you have seen, you, you have the, you know, a woman's clothes in your closet as a woman. And you have a man, man's clothes in your closet as a man. This is the time to stop dressing like it. Last, last week I told you to, to, to buy yourself, intentionally buy yourself at least once a month. Buy yourself clothes that, that acknowledge the sex that God gave you. Okay. And in this stage of your freedom, if led, go on, on a date with the opposite sex. Or start talking to the opposite sex. Through text message, you know, uh, people don't talk through email anymore, but DMs or whatever. You are great. This is part of you being transformed. You're renewing your mind with actions. I told you that God is the God who demonstrates, right? And then you pray that God will send the opposite sex around you that you can be attracted to. Try your very best not to have same-sex friends during this time because the devil will bring them to tempt you or keep you bound. Ask God for discernment, 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 okay? Because they will come to be your friend and you have to have discernment. And even with you know, non, you know, you know uh, non-same-sex people, people who are opposite sex, sometimes the enemy will bring them too, okay? I have, to, I have had to turn down some men who were interested in me because I realized that with the sermon from the Lord, they were not it. They had an agenda, okay? So you need, you need a uh, discernment. So, Father, I pray right now that you would give them discernment in this moment. Holy Spirit, help them to discern. Also, I want you guys to get a journal to write letters to yourself. You have to write letters to yourself and then write letters to other people. Maybe your opposite sex ex that you have to write letter to him or her. Um, This is part of you being free, okay? I know this is like very therapeutic kind of teaching, but this is part of unlearning and healing, okay? Um, You have to allow yourself to grieve, to cry, okay, to be angry. The Bible says that be angry but do nothing. you got to allow yourself. You might go through some regrets, okay. It's all part of this process, okay. It's all part of it. If you have a Christian therapist or mentor, get one for yourself during this healing process. And, of course, get close to the Holy Spirit. This healing process can take months because it's like an onion. You're peeling, peeling, you are peeling. You are going to grieve. You're going to be angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to um, feel a lot. You get into the root of it, the root of it, okay? But don't dwell in the pain. Don't get into depression. That's why I'm saying that get people who are very strong in their faith around you, that can check on you. But rise from it. Yes, grieve from it, but don't stay there. The goal is healing, and healing moves you from pain to purpose. And at the end of this, you will know that your identity and sexual orientation is tied to your purpose. As a wife, a leader, a future mom, a future father, you know, a, a husband a business person, whatever it is, okay? So I want you to put this into practice. I know this might seem very casual, but it's not. There's nothing casual about deliverance and healing. This is your deliverance session. This is Deliverance is part of healing, okay? You got to get to the root of it. All right, I want to go on a song break and then end uh, with this last two. And then the next week, we're going to learn about relearning. Okay, so let's go on a, a song break.
2: different man See, life hits and life hurts Think I've seen some of life's worst But you've been here so you understand See, I fell and I broke something But I couldn't tell Cause I kept running away from Your love and grace So my trip's my pains, my failures, they only make me desperate to seek your face. Yeah. The devil hoped this injury would make me stop and take the key. But I know Jesus walks with me, so I'll just keep on walking with my lemon, 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 lemon. Just keep on walking with my love lemon. lemon. Just keep on walking My limp, 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 limp limp. Just keep on walking My limp, 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 limp I'm imperfect So I slipped up And I had my heart ripped up But you're the lifter of my head So please come and please heal how I think and how I feel And I'll live by what you said And you said, heavy laden, come to me The sick, the flawed, the lame, the weak And I'll be everything you need So I'll just keep on walking with my limp, Just keep on walking with my limp. Just keep on walking in my limp, 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 limp um. just keep on walking in my limp, 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 limp um. hey. Glimpse hey, hey. are every week, glimpse are every flaw that keeps us from having another one. Just like me, You're struggling, with your passion and your love, it kept you walking with you. you Calvary walking with you. No matter what they said, you kept walking with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's my savior, it is So one day I could walk with my limb, 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 limb and I can still be loved even with my limb, 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 limb and I can still be used even with my limb, limb, limb and I can still be saved even with my limb. Oh, so I'll just keep on walking with my limb.
0: Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I I've, I was discerning that some of you were like, you know, where in the Bible does it say we have to learn to unlearn? Well, I already told you, the renewing of your mind. You'll trans- you, be, you, be, you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We see that, you know, the Israelites, they were under the influence of the Egyptians in Genesis, right? And Moses came to rescue them. And they had to unlearn what they learned in Egypt, Right? They couldn't take what they knew in Egypt into their next season. And so through Moses, with the Ten Commandments, with, you know, God speaking through, you know, Aaron. God speaking, well, Aaron kind of led them back to what they learned by, you know, causing them to, allowing them to be able to put together their earrings and their jewelry to make that idol but that's why it's important to have the right people around you when you're unlearning, right? Even the right leaders. Um, and so they came out of Egypt. They went through the, the the sea. Moses parted the sea with the help of the Lord. They went through it, and they were in their wilderness season. They had to unlearn a lot of things. They had to learn how to rely on God. You know, They had to learn how to trust God, even when Moses was taking a long time coming back. They had to unlearn a lot, and when Joshua took over, you know, God said, I'm going to be with you just as I was with Moses, to help these people learn the right things, how I do things, right? Because they, they were under a different influence, and they took those those type of influence of those idol things into their into their lifestyle. And you see even that when Moses was in the house of the king, he did not... Take on the the identity of that place. He set himself apart. And that's what I'm saying is that if you don't set yourself apart now, you cannot be the one to help other people be set apart. You cannot be the one to go back in your family and help other people be set apart. So some of you are the Moses right now that needs to be set apart. Even with David. I mean, well, David too set himself apart. Well, he didn't have any choice. But, um... <laughs> He was put, you know, he was kind of neglected. But I, I meant to say, um, Daniel set himself apart. He did not indulge himself with the delicacies of the king. He told him, Hey, give me vegetables. Give us vegetables. We're not gonna drink wine and you know, do all the what the king the, the, the kings are doing. No, no, no. We want vegetables. So you have to set yourself apart, okay? So we see in the word of God how the Lord takes people out of places of bondage and then renewed their minds. Right? He renewed their minds. And even when they 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 you know they came to the promised land, you know, they had um you know with 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 Joshua and all of that, they they had um times where the Israelites when God gave them a judge, they were, you know, doing the, the work of the Lord. They were they were obeying God. They were they were under under God's, you know, covering and all of that. But the moment the judge died, guess what? They went back to their idle things. They were not consistent with their mindset. And God had to continuously rescue them. Okay? So, we see in the word of God, when God takes people out of bondage, he, know, he wants to renew their mind. He wants them to unlearn the things that they've learned. He wants them to be able to relearn and heal because honestly, the Israelites were healing from the slavery they were under. Okay, God was healing them by, by through Moses, by providing for them. Okay, by covering them with, you know, a pillar of cloud and you know a, 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 a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Okay, He was showing Himself like, hey, I'm protecting you guys. Don't worry. Okay, and so um. The last couple of things I want to talk about before we end this episode is that um, in this time of healing and rele- unlearning, God will reveal your purpose to you, okay? You might feel the need to get rebaptized or get re- you know, res- uh, rededicate your life. You might feel like you need to rededicate. You 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 might feel like you have to you want to redo something in the kingdom of God. Like you want to reintroduce yourself in the kingdom of God. Like you wanna re get baptized, rededicate your life. You know, you it's like your resurrection, okay? Like you have met your Ananias and you are being reintroduced into to the people as paul not saul anymore so god will reveal your purpose to you and you will feel the need to redo do something again that you've done in the past um and it's okay it's okay you might also feel like you want to change churches you want to change jobs even cities or uh, restart your life over it's okay because this is part of your healing process the Israelites did not stay in egypt to to get their freedom. Sometimes where you were enslaved is not where your freedom lies. So ask the Lord what he's doing. Even some people who are not, you know, slave in a certain place, they actually had a great, you know, life, maybe milk and honey there, God might take them out because he has another plan and another purpose somewhere else. So just ask the Lord what he wants you to do, okay? Um, you were, your life was in a box stagnate in time trap but now you are being set free okay when i st- when i started to pray when i, I when i began this episode and I, st- I started to pray i saw um a um water i saw i don't know how they call these type of waters but they're like uh like a very big waterfall yeah like a very big waterfall. And the water was, it was a paranormal vision. It was actually, I saw it like flowing down. So it was a, a, like a video vision. Um, it wasn't a picture, it was a natural vision. Um, and I saw the water flowing, okay. Waterfall is like a river or other body of water, steep fall over a rocky ledge. Into a plunge pool below. And that's what's happening in your life. There's a waterfall in you, inside of you, okay? Like when Jesus told the woman at the well, that out of your belly will flow what? Rivers of living water. Okay. This is the time God is flowing his water on you. And God is showing me in this in this time of re-unlearning and healing, you are like a waterfall, okay. So I want you to ask God, where did you know? Where did this begin? It's important to ask Him. He will tell you. Trust me. There are times where I remember, um, even me, in certain relationships that I had, and certain things came up, and I wasn't feeling comfortable. I was like, Lord, why am I not feeling comfortable? Where did this? Where did this? begin like why am i not feeling comfortable about this or um you know this would be normal for me to you know be okay but why am i not feeling right about this and i thought it was something that you know the person was doing but then i realized it was me i i had that trust issue because of something else that happened in my past so it's okay to ask god You know, where did this begin? He will show you. Some of you, it might, you know, be, like I said, your family member. It might be your, you know, your past relationship with the opposite sex. It might be um, people that you were around, things that you opened up, heartbreak. Um, A lot of things can open that door. You ask God, he would take you there. Some of you, you probably forgot and god will bring it back into your remembrance and you will cry some of you you probably were raped and you never remembered that you were raped until the lord opened the door for you to remember and you will cry and that's okay because you're healing okay you're healing you're like esther going through the different stages of cleansing okay when you read the bible don't really just physically. There is a spiritual meaning to it. She was an orphan. She was going through some deliverance as well with the oils and perfumes and all of that. I'm not going to go into you know what all of those means, but it's not just perfume. It's deeper than that. So for deliverance, I want you to renounce that spirit. Renounce the spirit of homosexuality, perversion, from your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your nose, your, your, your head, your mind, your thoughts, your sexual organs, your heart. Wherever God is leading you, renounce it. Your desires, renounce it. Repent. Repent, repent, repent. Repent for looking lustfully at somebody. Repent for, from dating the same sex. Repent from having sex with the same sex. Repent from... Talking to the same sex. Whatever. Repent from wearing clothes of opposite sex. Repent. Break covenants. You got to break covenants. Maybe you make covenant with the same sex person and you told them you guys are going to get married. Break it. Break covenant that you made by buying clothes that are opposite sex and wearing them. When you buy opposite sex clothes and you wear them, you are making a covenant. You make, you can make a covenant with your money. Okay, <laughs> you can. So that you made a covenant with the devil, with with the spirit of sodomy, when you bought those same sex, I mean opposite sex, sex clothes and you wore it. So ties, you gotta break so ties. So ties with same sex people, so ties with opposite sex people that you are in involved in, break it. Break witchcraft spells and curses. You got to break it. Okay. Cast out the demon of homosexuality by every day. Telling yourself. I want you to use this Bible verse. It's a Bible verse that lets you know that your body is a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the lord which is your true and it's in romans 12. therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship do not be conformed to the pardon of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Then you will be able to test and approve that what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will I want you to speak that word over yourself every day. That is your weapon against that spirit. And say that your body is not for sexual immoralities. Your body is for the Lord. The Lord for your body. Okay? You have to pray against that spirit. You have to... Deliverance from this spirit is not just one time come out. It's a consistent renewing of your mind. When I had that dream and I woke up, I was like, whoa, that is the key. Renewing your mind, casting down every imagination. Renew your mind from homosexuality, perversion, lust of the eyes, porn, lust, sodomy, gomorrah, same-sex attraction, same-sex attraction, thoughts, same-sex attraction, desires, gluttony, distorted way you see the same-sex flashbacks. Recall spirits. I said in the other episode that there are demons who come with the spirit of homosexuality to cause you to remember the lustful part of people that you looked at. Okay. Lust in the heart, daydreaming spirits, okay, of sexual desires, mind blocking spirits. Visiting demons. There are demons that visit people who have homosexual spirit to um, ensnare them. And those are part of the Jezebel spirits that come around, people who have homosexual spirits. Those that come around with seducing outfits. And, you know, if you're a man, you probably have a lot of men come around you with muscles. If you're a woman, you, co- you probably have a lot of women come around you with lustful outfits on. You have to pray against those spirits. And they are familiar spirits as well. Lust in the mind and lust in your thought realm. Like I said, this is not a spirit that is just one demon. No. This demon has a lot of demons with it that work with it. So these are the demons that you're going to be praying against. These are your target. So, maybe in the beginning you didn't know that you, you had all these other demons that you had to pray against. I'm letting you know now, these are the spirits that you have to pray against. And of course, any other spirits that the Holy Spirit leads you to pray against, pray against those. But these are the spirits. It's not just one homosexual spirit. No, no, no. It's a lot of them. Different ones. Okay? Some of you get demons that in, your, in your sleep that visit you at night time. But the Bible says that you will not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrows that fly by day, right? A thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 on your right-hand side. Only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wicked. So they will not be able to touch you, okay? I remember I saw in my dream room, um, I saw a, a guy. I'm not gonna say who it is, but I saw him, and I saw that he had a demon, like this black, big demon, that didn't have a face, but had like had like this black, um, overall cloth over him, and he was like he had his hand over his mind, and like moving his hand around his mind. And that's what the Lord was showing me, of that spirit. You are battling the demon in the mind. You're battling the demon that comes to ensnare your mind. Homosexuality is not just in the sexual organs, it's in the mind of the people. That's why they want to be a, a, you know, the, the opposite sex. Nobody just wake up and want to be the opposite sex. It's in the mind. That's where it is. And the only thing that can help is the word of God. That's why people who have the spirit of homosexuality cannot love the word of God. Have you ever tried ministering to a homosexual person? They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the word. They think the word is wrong. Because the enemy is stopping them from getting the word in them. Because they know that if the word comes in them, the truth will come. And the light of Jesus will shine in their mind. So shine the light of Jesus into your mind. Alright, so I'm done for today. Um, I want you to remember the Bible verses that I told you last week. Go back and look at them. I didn't go in depth about the word of God like I can normally do today. Because I wanted to just go straight to what you need to pray about and what you need to unlearn. And the question that you need to ask God, where did this begin? That is where your journey starts of healing, true healing. And don't stop yourself from feeling all the emotions that you need to feel to heal. So Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for gracing us with wisdom today. We thank you for gracing us with your word with understanding, with um, your teachings, God. I thank you for the vision that you showed me, uh, the, the waterfall, that yes, indeed, you are doing a work in them, that your water, which is your word, is, is purifying them. It's, it's making them better than how they were before. Um, I thank you for your angels and your Holy Spirit that is sent to help these ones be set free. That it, it is in your will to set the captives free, Lord. So help them in this journey of healing. Help them in this journey of mending their heart that is broken. Help them in this journey of rediscovering the identity. Help them in this journey of unlearning and relearning and healing. And it's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. So this ends the episode. I want you to, um, at the end of all of this message that I talked about, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, take five minutes and just ask the Holy Spirit, what is God talking to you about in this message? Where in your life is God revealing things that you need to do? Um, Ask the Lord to minister to you with what Everything I've talked about today. Um, so the songs that I I played are "At the Well" by The Well, um, "In This Room" by The Well, and I also played "Better, All Things Get Better" by Geoffrey Golden. I also played, I'm gonna play "Changed" by Geoffrey Golden. I played "Limp" by Jonathan McReynolds Reynolds, and I played. Touch the Hymn of His Garment by William McDowell. So I hope that you're blessed, um, that these songs blessed you. Every song that I play here, I don't have the rights to it. I just play it because it goes with the message. Some of it goes with the message. And also, I believe in instrumental worship. Uh, I believe in worship, helping people, healing people. Because David... You know David in the Word of God, he played his instrument in front of Saul, and Saul's torment left him. So worship is a very powerful tool. That's why I incorporate it. Uh, I don't own the rights to any of these worship musics. It's here to let you know about it and also, you know, talk about the worship music so that you guys can know what it is and go get it in any musical platforms. But again, I don't own the rights to it just using it to minister uh, to people so that they can get what they need from the Lord. You never know, just that one song that was played probably healed somebody more than every, anything that I've spoken about today, or just that one song did more for the person than anything else that they even encountered. God can use anything to so never limit him. All right, this song is called Change by Geoffrey Golden. I hope that you have a great life a great day and remember God will change your life when you allow him to change it. Have a blessed day.
1: Feels like I've been down to the river You washed away all my shame, no longer bound because I'm forgiven. Yeah, I've been made free from sin's guilty stain. You gave your life for me that I might be saved. You changed my destiny. With the awesome price you paid now, I can say, Old oh, things are passed away. All things are new. God does same Yes, I've been changed. Yes, I've been changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's I found my life in you. All things are new. God does say Yes, I've been changed. Yes, I've Renewed, no longer a sinner. No greater love have I ever known. And now I've got power to walk like a winner. Oh, Oh, though I may fail, he still calls me his own. That I might be safe, yeah You changed my destiny With the awesome price you paid Now I can say Old pains are passed away